0: You're listening to the Kennedy Sports Podcast, hosted by Jacob Kennedy. This is episode four of the Kennedy Sports Podcast. The Warriors are well on their way to winning their second consecutive NBA championship, and I want to start by taking a few minutes to just recap the first three games of this series ahead of tonight's Game Four, where the Warriors are going to look to sweep the Cavs. And a couple of things that have really stood out to me. But the first thing is, I really, I feel like the last minute of Game 1 really costed us a great series, and I really feel that way. I feel like if they played the last minute of Game 1 over again, and the Cavs pulled out the victory, there was a really good chance the series was going 6 or 7 games. But the fact that it ended how it ended, with the changed call, whether you agree with it or not, And the J.R. Smith blunder and George Hill missing the free throw. It really held us back of a great series. Because if they would have won that game, they really could have set the stage for the rest of the series. But losing in such a devastating way, everyone felt it. At the end of regulation, I feel like everybody knew what was going to happen in overtime. Just because they were so... Visually upset. You could tell. The disappointment. That was amongst the entire team. If that would have went a little differently. Maybe if George Hill makes a free throw. Maybe if they don't change. The charge block call. That we could have had a really really good series. But nevertheless. The Warriors are up 3-0. And. Let's not act like this wasn't expected. I expected it to go five. I think there's a chance it still might. But. The Warriors are much more talented. Much more talented. You can't argue that. And. This was expected. Most people. Figured this series was more likely to be a Golden State sweep. Than it was the the Cavs win at all. So. I don't want the narrative to change at all that Cleveland ever really had a shot. Because despite that game one loss, that was unexpected. No one really thought. I mean, game one, the line was 12 points. No one really thought Cleveland was going to show up. So even though they showed up that first game and they had a great chance to win, nobody expected this series to go six or seven games. At the end... At the end of the day, Golden State has four future Hall of Famers and Cleveland has LeBron and Kevin Love has played well. But other than that, there hasn't been many bright spots. But the two things that really stuck out to me, the first one, and it's really simple and call it an excuse, I don't know what you want to call it, LeBron is tired. And you could see it in Game 3. And... Don't forget that he has played, in his 15th year, he has played in all 103 games this year. He's not missed a single one, and he led the league in minutes in the regular season, and he's currently leading the league in minutes in the postseason. And while leading the league in minutes, he's carrying a load more than anyone in the league. He That team runs through him offensively, and oftentimes in the fourth quarter defensively. And... Like, honestly, everyone thought this moment would come sooner in the postseason where LeBron is tired, but it hasn't. Every series he has bounced back more and more with more and more aggression. But in game three, it was, he was tired. He was much more passive. And to me, him playing really focusing on the pass and trying to get his teammates open, and he was switching off KD every single time easily. To me, I think that's a combination of he's tired, and then also to his press conference a few days ago where he said, how much more picking up do you want me to do? Referring to his teammates. And I think him playing more passive was, I don't want to speculate, but it could have been him possibly showing... Like, okay, here's your chance, I'm getting you wide open shots. LeBron was getting people wide open threes consistently in game three. He was getting wide open looks, and the Cavs just weren't converting. His teammates were just not converting. So I think it's a combination, but it was obvious he was he was less driving to the hole, more passing, um he was switching off of KD regularly on times it wasn't even it was like a fake screen and he would switch over and i think it's he's tired he is fatigued and it happens to the best of us and i'll be interested to see how he comes out energy-wise in game 4 i want to see if maybe he's a little bit more rested now or is he going to not tank but You know, do they really want to make the trip out to Golden State if they don't think they're going to win? It'll be interesting to see, not only LeBron, but the rest of the team, how they come out energy-wise. And what kind of spark they come out with early in the game. And the second thing that I've noticed in this series, this series has been a bad look for Ty Lue. Bad. Multiple, multiple things have gone wrong, wrong for Ty Lue in this series. First of all, Jordan Clarkson should not have been on the court ever. Jordan Clarkson has had the third worst true shooting percentage in playoff history. Third worst ever. And it doesn't take a genius to watch the games. And when Clarkson's in, it's... I think he had one assist over these playoffs. And 50-something shots. He... Is that kid at pickup basketball that thinks he's better than everyone else and he's actually the worst player by far and it's not close. It was hard to watch Jordan Clarkson play and Ty Lue was way too committed to getting him valuable minutes. Clarkson was playing valuable minutes and to make it even worse, in game three when they actually give Rodney Hood a chance, he balled out. And you can't tell me that I don't care how bad Rodney Hood had been playing earlier in the playoffs or late in the season. I don't care. Jordan Clarkson was worse. And you can't tell me that Ty Lue actually thought that Jordan Clarkson was a better option off the bench than Rodney Hood. I just won't buy it. I can't buy it. Jordan Clarkson was an embarrassment on the court this finals. Rodney Hood... Should have been getting playing time in the first two games. He should have been getting playing time against the, against the Celtics. At least give him an opportunity. Don't not play him for two weeks in a row, three weeks in a row, a month in a row. And give his minutes to Jordan Clarkson who looks lost every time he's on the court with his ugly bright blue shoes. It's It was awful to watch. And Ty Lue... Secondly, I don't understand why he was so committed to giving 30-35 minutes to Jr. every single game. Jr. has been awful. Especially the last two series, Jr. has been terrible. And I'm not only talking about his Game 1 mess up where he didn't know what the score was. That's embarrassing, don't get me wrong. But that's only part of how bad he's been playing. He couldn't hit an ocean if he jumped off a boat right now. He's terrible. And he's playing 30 to 35 minutes, and Kyle Korver's playing 15? Seriously? Kyle Korver, for a large part of the regular season, was the Cavs' third best player. And he was he was also that into the playoffs. The, the first three series, Kyle Korver was their third, sometimes second best player. I know he hasn't played as well in the series, but you have to give a shooter like him the opportunity. To get high. Don't continue to play Jr. Where junior doesn't even know what's going on. junior doesn't even get touches really. And it seems like every shot that Jr. takes. Is a bad shot. And the last thing. That was not as bad as the others. But looked like a bad look for Ty Lee. Was when game one. There's 4.7 seconds on the clock. George Hill misses a free throw. Jr. gets the offensive rebound. Ty Lu is watching this happen. J.R. is running towards Ty Lu. How does it not cross Ty Lu's mind to call a timeout? J.R. is running in the opposite direction. Running right towards Ty Lu. They had a timeout and he didn't call it. I don't know if they would have given him the timeout, but you at least have to try in that situation. You have to try. It's been a bad finals for Ty Lu. And LeBron's tired. It's obvious. In 10 seconds, I'll be back talking about LeBron's future because that's what everyone wants to talk about right now. Cleveland fans, reality can be harsh sometimes. But sometimes you need to hear the truth. And honestly, for Cleveland, it's time to let LeBron go. It seems inevitable at this point, but it's time. Let's not make it ugly like the first time he left. He has done more for the city of Cleveland than any of us could have ever asked for. LeBron played under an owner who he didn't like, who didn't like him. An owner who fired their general manager, David Griffin, right before he was finalizing the Paul George trade. He's played for this dysfunctional organization for 11 years now. And there's not much more he can do. They blew their chance. Cleveland blew it again. 11 years with Cleveland, and he had two good players beside him. Both of which they got because of their time without LeBron when they were terrible. They drafted Kyrie Irving number one overall, and they traded a number one overall pick for Kevin Love. And then, to go along with the dysfunctional organization, they traded Kyrie against LeBron's wishes. Cleveland blew it. LeBron's going to move on. And we can't be upset about that. For LeBron's sake, I want him to go somewhere where he can win. I want LeBron to play along other stars. Look how happy Kevin Durant is. He can go to the bench, and the Warriors are fine without him. When LeBron goes to the bench... All hell breaks loose. So Cleveland fans, do not take this game tonight for granted. This is most likely the last home game in his Cleveland career. Unless he has a potential comeback part two, which you never know with LeBron. But this is probably his last home game in his career at Cleveland. He took Cleveland to four straight finals. He won a championship with the Cleveland Cavaliers. He brought a championship to Cleveland. He's done what he wanted to do. And don't... Don't be confused here. There is no... After LeBron. There is no life after LeBron. I'm going to be harsh right now Cleveland was a dumpster fire before LeBron Cleveland was a dumpster fire when LeBron left the first time and Cleveland is going to be a dumpster fire when LeBron leaves nothing good in terms of the Cavaliers is going to come hopefully great things come for LeBron but Cleveland goes nowhere from here it's going to be ugly so appreciate tonight when he plays on the Cleveland court for probably the last time. Appreciate everything that LeBron James has done for this city. Because there's a good chance it's coming to an end tonight. And even if they win tonight, they're not going to win at Oracle LeBron James has done more for Cleveland than anyone could have ever asked. He's going to move on now, whether it's Philly or Houston or who knows where. And he's going to try to go somewhere where he can win. The only thing that I would say would possibly keep him keep him in Cleveland is that his love for the city he obviously loves Cleveland or he wouldn't have came back I feel I think he truly does love Cleveland but you can only do so much with an organization that doesn't seem to have any idea what they're doing and doesn't really they don't really feel like providing you with the help necessary to win in today's NBA today's NBA surrounds the super team Whether you like it or not, that's true. Everyone's trying to keep the, or catch up with the Warriors. And to do that, a super team is necessary. So whether he goes and plays with Harden or Chris Paul, or Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, he's going to be happier than what he is now. You can't, even as a Cleveland fan, you can't tell me that watching this Cavaliers team and watching This playoff run is fun, necessarily. The only fun thing about this team is LeBron's greatness. This is not fun to watch them play Golden State, who is light years ahead of them talent-wise. It's not fun. It's not fun to watch LeBron lose in another finals to a team that is far superior than his team is. That's not enjoyable. I don't enjoy, and I don't think anyone enjoys, watching Steph Curry and Klay Thompson run around the Cavs and get wide-open look after wide-open look. I don't enjoy watching this struggle. I want to see LeBron move on. LeBron has a chance to do something great. LeBron could win a championship at a third different destination. That would be incredible for his legacy. At 33 years old, although he's in his 15th season, he appears to still have maybe three to four great years left, and then a couple more after where he starts to digress a little bit. If I was forced to guess where he's going to end up going... I would probably, my first thought is Houston just cause he's good friends with Chris Paul and I feel like that kind of makes sense. But the problem with that is Houston wouldn't be able to have much of a bench at all. And I like the idea of Philly, I just don't, either LeBron or Ben Simmons would have to play off the ball. And Ben Simmons can't play off the ball cause he can't shoot. So LeBron would have to be willing to, which there's a very good possibility that's what LeBron wants, to play off the ball a little bit more, to rest a little bit more. But it would just be weird because we've seen LeBron so much be this point forward. So seeing the ball taken out of his hands would be a little bit different, but I think it could work. And L.A. is an intriguing option. If they do get Paul George, it makes it a little bit more likely. LeBron likes L.A. as like a city. That team's really young, so I don't know if LeBron would be able to commit. Just because of how young they are. They have young, they have good players. But I have a hard time believing LeBron would commit to a team that is just so young. Because <clears throat> he, he needs to win right now. So I think Houston and Philly are probably the two most probable. probable. And I've heard that he's going to take a meeting with Golden State, but I think that's just him wanting to hear how they're getting all these people. Maybe I don't, he would never actually go to Golden State. I don't think that would ever happen. But I think Houston and Philly are probably the top two followed by L.A., and then Cleveland is... Cleveland's always going to be in the mix, just because he loves Cleveland, he loves the area, but I don't... I give them maybe a 5-10% to 10% chance of getting him to stay. I think he's sort of already out the door, and just how his press conferences have sounded, I think he feels the same way. So take... Cleveland fans need to take some time tonight watching game four, whether they get swept or maybe they win one and they go back to Golden State to finish this thing out, to just appreciate what LeBron has done. Because he has done more than Cleveland could have ever asked for, and he lived up to his expectations. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Kennergy Sports Podcast. Make sure you follow me on Twitter, Jacob underscore K-E-N-N-2. Like and retweet on Twitter. Like and share on Facebook. And make sure you subscribe to my podcast. If you're listening on iTunes, make sure to drop a review. Let me know what you liked. Let me know what you didn't like. Uh, Interact with me. You can message me on Twitter. Let me know what you want to hear on the show. And make sure you tune in next week for my next podcast.